Hey everyone, welcome to the 39th episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast from everyone at Epilogue. We hope you enjoyed your week. My name is Ben Vollmer, and this week, not at all as always, I'm joined by Dakota, Blake, and Andy. We have Blake and Andy on for Marcos, who's feeling sick. So we'll all wish Marcos uh, well. I, I think he's dealing with a bad case of the flu or something. And hopefully we'll get him back next week. But it's good to have Andy on. This is your first time on the podcast, right, Andy? It is indeed. And uh, for those of you that couldn't see, I was raising my hands in applause whenever you announced my name. <laughs> As I'm sure everybody else was. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and talk about what we've been playing the last week or so. Uh, Dakota, uh, you've been playing. You might actually be playing Persona 5 right now. Um, is, how's that going for you? I would like it to say on the record, once you hit record, I well, actually, once I died, I put the remote down. If I, <laughs> I can never playing, be gonna, sure with you. I'm going to start swearing <laughs> if I keep playing. That frustrating? Oh, it is. Is there like mm -hmm. a difficulty setting on Persona or is it just... And I'm already playing on easy. <laughs> already playing on easy. Okay, that's, that's good. Well, I hope you're able to get through it. Um, it, it, Persona seems interesting. I've watched most of your playthrough, and I've, I've watched another one. I, I don't know at this point that it's something I'll ever get into, but I did play a good chunk of Persona 5. Or, excuse me, Persona 4. Um, and thought thought it was it was pretty fun. So, you'll have to let us know your thoughts uh, as, as you complete the game. You're probably, what, like halfway through it? Yeah, I would think, actually. I, I found out the date for when the game ends. Not the exact date, just the month, and it's December, and I'm in September as of right now. So, hmm. okay. so getting there, uh, Andy. What about you? Have you been playing anything over the last week or so? Uh, nothing in particular that's outside of my normal. Uh, I've just been trying to uh, get good at Smash. Oh yeah, and um, I've just been grinding the games I'm used to. Who are you maining in Smash Bros. right now? Oh, don't ask me. Uh, <laughs> pr probably. Um, probably Ungabunga Ike and okay. Um, I don't know. I, I I have plans on trying to learn Mewtwo. I have taken a liking to Ridley and Wolf, which is weird. No, I don't see anybody playing them, which makes me a little bit happy. Uh, I I side B off the stage with Wolf way more often than I'd like to admit, but he's he's fun to use. Blake, you haven't you bought Smash Bros. Have you touched it yet? I mean, define touch. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I've probably done about five hours into it. I. Oh wow, I didn't know that. I don't like Smash. Full I know. stop. I just, yeah. I, I bought it in good faith, hoping to join the community, and everyone loves it. It's just not for me. Just not for you. That's it's okay not for me. You are playing Breath of the Wild though, which, Thank which is yes. for you. Yeah, Breath of the Wild is beautiful and it is charming. And I am not good at 3D Zelda games. I have only ever played Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask as far as 3D Zelda games. Like the other five Zelda games I've played have all been 2D. And okay. so um, this has been very challenging, but like welcomingly so. Good. Um, yeah, I, it's it's really fun. I, I've been watching Blake play this on uh, twitch.tv slash Ludo FM. And plug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I, I, just because I enjoy this playthrough so so thoroughly, I, I mentioned this to Blake while he was streaming. But as somebody who got into video games a little late, um, I, I don't often get to experience watching people play games that I have before. And I get to do that with Blake a lot because he, too, is a little bit late on the uptick for a lot of things. Um, and 
<laughs> just video games, just video <laughs> games. Um, but and, and it's just a lot of fun to watch that playthrough. Like seeing you with like half a heart left while it's freezing cold and Link is just about to die and then you like get to a fire. It's there's like I feel that relief. <laughs> there's a lot of those moments. Yeah. So let's go ahead and play uh what year is it i'll explain the rules in just a second but i do want to clarify that andy is taking over for marcos but per marcos's choice by the way he had a choice between blake and andy he chose andy easy Uh, well which means that blake (laughs) will take over for myself here if nobody gets within the two years uh then i'll still earn a point but i'm in last place so i i i think i (laughs) you don't Get points because Blake is earning points for you. That just makes it room for double points for you. Yes, it does. But let's no, let's no, that be wasn't honest. The role last week when Blake was on, <laughs> I'm the host of the show. <laughs> I the dealer's favorite. We don't have any dealer's favor here. I, I you Come know what, on. Andy? I say dealer's favor. Okay, let me walk you guys through the rules in case you're not familiar. <clears throat> This is from Tina Jameson, a Patreon member. You can su- currently submit games uh, to the Epilogue Gaming podcast. So uh, go ahead and take a look at patreon.com slash Gaming. So three contestants will guess what year a game came out. If neither contestant or any of the contestants guess correctly within two years, the host wins a point. So I guess in this case, if Dakota is this upset... I won't earn a point. So this is a special <laughs> this is a special episode. I just can't let you get ahead of me when I'm I, I understand. I totally understand. <laughs> and the result of a tiebreaker, whoever is closer to the correct year will earn a point. Are there any questions from the contestant? Oh, I love this game. <laughs> I know you do. All right. So we're going to start with a mobile game. We are going to be talking about mobile video games later on in the the episode, uh, something we we sort of touched on a couple of weeks ago, and we're going to deep dive into it a little later. Clash of Clans. Uh, Dakota, I'll let you go first since you're the podcast vet. You have to go first for Clash of Clans. You and I were in a Clash of Clans clan together. We did. And the only yeah. reason my the only reason I started playing was so you would play Kim Kardashian Hollywood. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> and I did. I did play about 10 minutes of that. Much and then money. I got my dad to play Clash of Clans too, and then he spent a lot of money on it. <laughs> and so, so Clash when, of Clans, when, when do you think it came out? Uh, I started playing it in high school. I graduated in 2015. So I'll go with 13. You always use your high school, high school days as a, uh, as a reference point. Yep, because that's the only time I remember. That's funny. Uh, Blake, you go next. First of all, high school is not a bad reference point. I do the same. Um, but I have Maybe no just because like... I'm older than both of you, but I, I do college now. College is my reference point. Well, I never went to college, so. Yeah, so with I have no idea with Clash Clans. I'm going to just trust Dakota and steal her answer, 2013. Okay, Andy? I got a hot take. I'm going to say 2011. Ooh, this is weird. I'm. I, listen, guys, I am going to take a point here because... <laughs> It's 2012. It's right in the middle. I have to take a point. Somebody has to get a point for that. I'm taking it. I thought I represented you. Yes, we'll all get a point for this. Wait, I have a a retroactive question that I I would like to ask about the rules. Um, (laughs) Is is this the kind of deal where if you go over, 
that like you're automatically This is not a Price is Right situation. Dang it! All right. That rule has that. That's actually a rule that's never been specified, which I've also been curious about when we first started playing, but just <laughs> mm -hmm. never thought to ask because you always sure. said it's got to be within two years, and most of the games were wildly far off. If we're uh, wrong. But yeah, that's defined no, in within two years. Plus, he did ask for any questions. You did. I ask did questions. ask for questions. I, I did, did ask. This for is questions. Said retroactively, not not that it was uh, <laughs> at the time. Yeah, true. So anyway, we all earn a point for that one. Um, so the the core, score currently is Marco seven, Dakota four, myself three. Uh, <laughs> not to confuse things any further, <laughs> but that is the score. Diddy Kong Racing. Uh, Andy, you're you're taking over for Marcos, who's in the lead. So I'm going to make you go first on this one. What year did Diddy Kong Racing? Oh, God. Diddy Kong Racing. Uh, I would have to say. Um, oh, this is a tough one. OK, Do you guys I'm going to go with the theme song for Diddy Kong Racing. I remember just barely. I, I barely remember anything about it. I'm going to go with something a little outlandish. I'm going to say 1996. Uh, okay. Uh, Dakota, you go next. I, I didn't know this was a game. <laughs> you didn't know Diddy Kong Racing was a game? It's great. No. It's great. You should try Probably it out. Probably came out you before I was alive. I feel alive. like you really like it. No, it Probably didn't. Probably not. Oh, shoot. I just spoiled things. Oof. <laughs> Avoid that within two years. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. Wait. <laughs> Wait. How do you not know? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with. Um, I'm, I'll assume it was an N64 game, because if I've never heard of it. It, it was. Not before GameCube. You mm. don't have to tell me the system. That's a huge giveaway for me. <laughs> Then uh, <laughs> she's like I'm reverse like, engineering this question. <laughs> <laughs> what was, Dakota? I know the easy way for you to figure this out. What year in high school were yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna guess my mom had probably just graduated high school. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I'm. I'll. You know what? When when in doubt, the safe answer is that most of these games came out the same year that I was born. So ninety seven. <laughs> Blake. Okay. When in I... doubt, 97. <laughs> when in doubt, 97. That is also my answer. 1997, Blake. Uh, are you serious? Because <laughs> <laughs> that happened last now, time. Now you can see why I wasn't sure if it Wait. was before or after you were born. I don't know. Uh, well, it was, are you serious? I guess depending on when in 97. 1997. Uh, yep, yep, yep. I just looked hey, it up. How dare you fact check the host? Can... <laughs> I heard you type in that question. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I just I had to. I I am always in disbelief when I get something right like that because that was a stab in the dark and I was just following spy once again. Well, both of you kind of followed Andy. I'm not sure either I, of you yes, guys would have gotten that. Hold on a second. Yeah, I wanted just... to. I wanted to bring this up that uh, Andy I went got it completely right, blind based <laughs> off of no interference from the host who uh, blatantly said, "Well, it might have been before you were born." Listen, and... you're 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 technically in the lead, Andy. You you assume yeah, Marcus is not me. No, listen. listen what this was Marcus like born with a million dollars? You've been born with a million dollars, and you I'm going to keep it. <laughs> I, just, I just want to point out real quick that um, according to Google users, 97% of people like this video game that was released in 1997. It's very good. It's I'm not kidding. It's one of the best racing games of all time. 
I also I had well. never heard of this. So yeah, it's very good. You should wow. try it out. It's like a campaign-driven uh, single-player racing game. It's amazing. Mm. It really is. Has one of the best hub worlds that I can remember off the top of my head. Mm. Okay. I just love hub worlds. I really do. <laughs> I really do. It's tr- it's absolutely true. So you would know, like, if I'm giving that high of praise to Diddy Kong Racing oh. for its hub world, it's it's good. Hmm. Okay, uh, let's start with Dakota here. Galaga. Uh, that's like probably my dad's age. Probably like 88. When my dad was born in 70-something. I'm going to guess 88. Okay. Uh, Blake. 82? Andy? I'm going to split the difference and go 84. 81 blake earns me another wow. god dang three for three that, that was pretty good that is impressive blake that's very impressive as a fluke <laughs> we still have two to go and this time blake has to go first oh, great. elder scrolls morrowind oh that's the second one right i'm that's not the telling third third dakota one? oh <laughs> okay well, I, you know what blake is in control of my points so keep yeah, feeding him all of the information <laughs> to yeah, be fair, man, why are you <laughs> objecting um uh, that's what 2001 okay uh let's go dakota next so skyrim came out and like i was a freshman when i was like, <laughs> freshman <laughs> that was like 2011 are we gonna do this with literally every question? this is how i literally I'm I'm gonna start making you guys like answer this right on cue. So what well, you always do because this answer. always happens. <laughs> okay, okay. So when when did Morrowind come out, Dakota? Skyrim was in 2011. A was before that. I'm gonna go with oh three. Oh three. Okay, Andy. I'm gonna go. Um. Oh seven. Oh two, Morrowind came out in 02. So Blake, did you say 2001? Yes. Okay, so both Blake and Dakota will earn a point here. Uh, Okay. I'm on fire today. Final game, and we're going to make Andy go first this time. Yes. Pokemon Leaf Green and Fire Red. (gasps) 2001. Blake. Holy crap, really? Um... I actually have to think back to school too. It was not too. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I was in like the second I'm gonna go grade. 2005. <laughs> 2005. Okay, wait. Let me. How? Let's see. God. Second grade would have been what year? I was born. I think Dakota's sole purpose of this podcast is to make me feel as old as I possibly can. I remember being in middle school, like late middle school, when this game came out. This was probably Leaf. I remember vividly because I had gotten a uh, Game Boy SP for Christmas, a Game Boy Advance SP, and that was like this was probably my first like Pokemon game that I actually paid any mind to. That was in like that I was old enough to like recognize and enjoy. Right. So I think. Oh, uh, God, I wish I could do the math for like how old and what grade, like what year it would have been better. I'm <laughs> um, 2004. It was 2004. Dakota earns a point. Daggum it. I think I was getting mine confused with uh, Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah. Those are it, ones I played Ruby and Sapphire would have been like 2006. What okay, so I think, I think Crazy. Blake and Dakota both earned four there and Andy I, earned two. Wait up, hold up. I got that one within two years. Oh, oh did you? Yeah, What'd I you said 05. Oh, you're right. 
You're right. You did say 05. Five, so for, five, five for five, my friend. Five. That's Unbelievable. I can't okay, believe. so so the updated score would then be seven to seven to Whew. eight. Marcos maintains his lead, but we have Let's a trivia go. question. We we have we have a trivia <laughs> question later on. Uh, that, that can get real. Uh, don't worry about it. It's easy. Okay. Mar- Marcos is sweating right now. <laughs> yeah, well, literally, he's sweating. He has a fever, Blake. Well, I had a doe duo named Cool Bird. <laughs> I would just like you guys to know. Thank you for the update. <laughs> Let's get to the news this week. There's not much. Most of it's fun news. The first thing that I wanted to talk about is that Netflix this week said that they compete more with Fortnite than they do HBO. I don't want a whole <laughs> I don't want a whole discussion topic on this, but I do want to just I, like a sent tell me whether you believe them or not and then a sentence or two I buy it. Like, oh Dakota you go first you're I believe ready it. You all believe my cousins it. they're 12 13 all they do is play Fortnite. that's all they care about literally nothing else so i can i can i buy it 100 percent. okay what about you literally, all they care about is Fortnite. so there's this idea called the attention economy which listeners may or may not be familiar with where instead of simply viewing economic units in terms of money they view economic units also in terms of how much attention is being spent where right and so within that framework absolutely they're a competitor with Fortnite. um it sounds silly so i i do appreciate the humor of the question but if we're really talking about where kids or just people in general their eyes are being spent in terms of just amount of time then yeah yeah, they're they're a deadly competitor okay andy what do you think uh i think it's a load of baloney but first i would like to uh kind of prod a little bit more into um what's the comparison value here i think Blake kind of raises that yeah, question. So this this is like a multi-leveled thing, right? Because Netflix doesn't uh, presumably Netflix doesn't care how much time you spend on their platform, just that you pay for it once a month, right? Um mm. whereas Fortnite probably cares a little bit more because they have incentive values that the more you play the game, and I'm sure Netflix, you know, this obviously holds true for them on some level, but the more you play Fortnite, the more likely you are to buy other things inside of the game. Um I, so I, I don't would, know. I would add a caveat to that description because think about the infrastructure of Netflix. It is entirely built around keeping you involved on Netflix. Sure. Um, I mean, autoplay, for example, um, suggestions, the amount of like degrees of personalization you can set up with your cues and so forth. Like, I I don't personally use Netflix, so it, it you know I don't actually know what the current features are. But I I, I hesitate to say that. Like, yeah, they're not giving you microtransactions. I'll, I'll admit that. Sure. Okay. Great. I, uh, I would agree with that assessment if there wasn't that one feature where after like two or three episodes, if you're trying to binge watch something, they'll ask you mm-hmm. if you're still watching. Are you still there? Yeah. yeah. I, I have to I have to install a plugin to get rid of that. I don't want to be reminded <laughs> that I've been sitting there for an hour. And a half. <laughs> yeah, it's kind you of like a flap of the face. So, okay. Now, this is just a yes or no question. I will take no other words but right. yes or no. Okay. <laughs> Will we see a Fortnite television show on Netflix, Andy? No. Blake? God, no. Dakota? No. I'm going to say yes. No. It's going to happen. Fortnite is not going to give up their rights. In about six months, we're going to be covering a Fortnite show on Netflix on this very podcast. It's going to happen. When does Detective Pikachu come out? When do we cover that? May, I think. Oh, man. You know what? Soon. They do a Minecraft thing on Netflix. Minecraft story they mode. They do. Yeah, yeah, they do. I oh. wouldn't be shocked. 
I wouldn't be shocked. I'm dropping the bandwagon. It's a yes. Mo- Mojang's <laughs> a bunch of sellouts. Fortnite's not. Not true. <laughs> well, yeah, Answer's we'll yes. See. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's. So this is something that was a little sad. Jason Schreier. I, does he come up more than anybody else on our podcast? Probably. Who's right? he? He's he's a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> you know who he is. I bring him up every week, right? I'm not imagining I- that in my head. No, I don't remember. I don't know. So he's Kotaku's like lead journalist, investigative journalist. He does a really great job. I I admire his work. There's not a whole lot of people like him in the game industry. So maybe that's why uh, so many of his stories end up getting covered. Anyway, this week, a simple tweet uh, that Bioware has tried more than one time to bring back Knights of the Old Republic, which is, of course, uh, the Star Wars game. A lot of people consider Knights of the Old Republic 2 to be one of the best games of all time. And it's like, a, a if you don't know what Knights of the Old Republic is, it's available on like every platform now. I played it on my iPad. Uh, wow. Speaking of mobile. Impressive. Games. And uh, it's, it's a turn-based RPG. It's great. It has a lot of great narrative elements. One of, in my opinion, one of the best uh, science fiction stories in the video game universe. So... More than once. I feel like that insinuates that EA probably turned down a Knights of the Old Republic game in some regard. I just kind of wanted to bring that up after our discussion last week about Star Wars and EA. I don't really, I don't think, unless anybody here has anything to say, it's just another thing that's like, why isn't EA doing the right thing here? Why aren't they just taking the easy way out? And it, it doesn't even need to be a Knights of the Old Republic game, but something influenced by. There's no word of there being an RPG Star Wars game coming out. That seems very unlikely at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy, you weren't here last week with us. Uh, are you Are you a fan of Star Wars? Does this news bum you out at all? Uh, or do you just not care? Uh, I am a fan of Star Wars for the most part. Um, the, the idea, I know exactly what you're talking about. The idea of this, um, I think, falls short in a number of ways. Um, I would I would contest that it's that it's the easy way out um, to just kind of like make this thing and make it happen. Um, are you talking about Knights of the Old Republic? Yeah, I, I think that. Um, so are we when you when you say this, is it like a reboot mm-hmm. or? Well, I think it would be a three. I think if I remember okay. the, the tweet correctly, Schreier said three. So they wanted to round out the trilogy, I guess. OK, with uh, that, with one. right, with that in mind, um, I think there's just like too much expectation uh, going into it. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that like the bar is set maybe a little too high. Could be. Um, and I, I don't think that you really stand to profit anything by trying to push that agenda. And I, I, I wonder, not to ruin a future, what year is it? But I wonder what year Knights of the Old Republic came out. I think it was the original Xbox, so probably like 2003-ish, 2004. Right. Um, so that's a long time between between games i I imagine star wars is going to sell well no matter what but that's a long time um a lot of people who are potential customers probably haven't played knights of the old republic too so right or are predominantly uh aging and um have other priorities now sure um so uh let's let's talk about one more thing in the news uh i I just, I, I almost kind of want to do a thing every single week where we pick like a favorite story and run with it. So this week I'm going, I'm going forward with a story that I really, really liked. I know Blake and I have talked about it a little bit already. Uh, earlier this week, a 
Twitch streamer by the name of H Bomber Guy hmm. uh, streamed a 57 hour Donkey Kong 64 101% run <clears throat> and raised money for Mermaids UK, a transgender rights charity. Uh, several celebrities popped up during this stream, including Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who's made like several video game references this week. And it's all over the place. Josh Sawyer, who developed, created uh, Fallout New Vegas. Uh, a lot of other game developers there. Blake, walk us through a little bit why this is such an uplifting piece of news. Um, especially when we cover things like, you know, EA canceling Star Wars games and yeah. Randy Pitchford being an asshole and, and things like that. I mean, I, it's hard to know where to begin. I've been a fan of H Bomber Guy for, I mean, several years now. I've followed him off and on. I've actually referenced some of his YouTube pieces in uh, an article or two that I've published on Epilogue. So that's kind of buried in there in some of the earlier pieces I did. He was one of the main people I used to kind of look to as a nuanced perspective, both critical and charitable towards um, polarizing discussions in gaming, but he does, he does more than that. He covers more than that. And I don't personally follow his Twitch channel. I did not see this live, this 57 hour thing. He announced it on his YouTube channel that he was going to do this. And it was in direct response, direct opposition to some absurd political statements made by someone regarding, um, kind of anti-trans, not just kind of, but explicitly anti-trans, uh, rhetoric. And, um, so in, both kind of comedic but also deadly serious protest of of those comments and and that movement and that behavior um h bomber guy took it upon himself to stream what he thought was and you can see the comedy in the video i'm not going to explain the joke but go and check out his channel to see the video where he announces it because it's a joke why he chose the 101 percent run of, of donkey kong because if anyone knows anything about that game it's absurdly long oh and hard it's brutal yeah. Do that. yeah, it's like it's a collect-a-thon thon. Yes. Uh, which is why 57 hours is not an exaggeration. So one of the most popular Congresswomen newly elected in America just appeared out of nowhere. And she has one of the strongest social media presences I've ever seen in a politician. Um, it's really, really impressive to see, regardless of whether or not you agree with their politics. I happen to. But um seeing her call in was just like a brilliant moment, and you can watch his reaction. And it, it's the whole audience felt the reaction that he felt in that moment, I, I thought. And it so he his initial goal was something really, really low, like a couple hundred bucks for this charity. <laughs> yeah, he and it had, well surpassed that. Yeah, he had like three hundred fifty thousand or something like that. In yeah, that I, didn't, I didn't include the number, but it was, I think, above three hundred thousand. Yeah, incredible. So to wrap this up in a bow, I mean, 2019 <laughs> has been a beautiful start for video games. It restores faith in terms of the conversation that so easy to denigrate video games as this kind of like waste of time but even worse a socially corrupting force and yet we have seen agdq raise two point something million and now this uh for trans charities and that's just so cool that's just beautiful to see video gaming bring the world together just a little bit it's really neat uh dakota you've been around twitch for about as long as i have and when we first started making an appearance um on on the platform i i think it's safe to say that it was it, it felt like it was a dangerous place for any anybody um who who wasn't a, a white dude and maybe it still is in some in some regard do you feel like over the years not just video games but like twitch as a platform has gotten more comfortable um 
you know, as a place to to be as a, a person of color, as a woman, as um, you know, as any other minority. <clears throat> um, I would have to say, yeah, it has. I, I mean, there's still um, definitely a wide variety of people that are like mad. I I didn't want to say pissed, but they're pissed or whatever. You know, angry white gamers men gamers get um that like they're not six i like i feel like it has become a much more welcoming place um but in the same instance like i i don't think that it's perfect we're certainly not all the way there yet yeah i feel like there's still probably a lot of issues just within it in general um Considering, you know, there's still people, like, a plentiful amount of people that get mad at women streamers and call them titty streamers, even when they're not titty it's streamers. Still a very, it's still very popular, yeah. Um, And say, you know, that they're stealing all their quote-unquote potential viewers and that they're not successful because of women streamers, which is stupid. And, I mean, I, I, I still personally get, uh, you know, handful of trolls that just come in and are rude. Right. And I can assume it's, I mean, you can assume, oh, it's just trolls. Everyone on Twitch gets trolls. But, I mean, I feel like uh, women get significantly more. They so. do. I, I, I was actually talking about this the other day. I've been streaming on the platform. And maybe we should do a, a, a an episode on Twitch um, because we don't really, it, it, for as much as all of us are on Twitch, we don't talk about it all too frequently. Um. But I've I've been streaming from the platform for like over three years now, and just from what I've seen, and this is anecdotally, um, I don't know if there's any proper evidence out there, uh, but it's it just it's it seems so lopsided. But it is again, I see something like this happen, and that's not something I would have perceived as possible on Twitch three years ago. I just don't. Yeah. I, I just don't feel like it, this was an indication of progress, both within, uh, you know game culture and inside of twitch culture so and this is even just like a huge like not even just twitch and game culture like uh, amongst the lgbt community if if people had to pick their least favorite letter in the in the acronym it's the t uh i think Hmm. just universally a lot of like you know people are like okay gays are okay i guess i can live with lesbians and people kind of forget bisexuals exist so like whatever but like a lot of people still aren't very comfortable with the concept of transgender people um and that being a thing and so i feel like it's just a huge thing like not even just amongst twitch but just like um cultural like just within america because people still aren't very accepting of like transgender people like it's become much more open you know to being gay and lesbian and bisexual but America still has a lot of vets against transgender folks. I think that's a great point. Um, so just another one of those things, I wanted to give a moment just to talk about this story because I think it's fun. And I, I think it was a, and it was just uplifting. There was no negativity about it. Um, there's, it's just, it was to raise money for a, a good charity and it succeeded. And lots of public attention. Like you said, this wasn't just a video game thing. This wasn't just a Twitch thing. It was sort of a everybody thing. Um, 
and and so that is always fun to see. All right, let's break out of our new segment. I want to take a second or two to thank our Patreon members. Uh, let's start with our our new members for January, Christy Navarro and Sell You Her. We'd also like to give a special shout out to our gold tier members and above, Matt Buchanan, Tina Jameson, Finks the Dragon Slayer, Drath Josh, Disney Lover for Life, Chocolate Chip Pancakes, and X Creations. You too can become a Patreon member for as little as $1 a month over at patreon.com slash epilogue gaming. Included are a variety of rewards and perks, so check it out when you have some time. We were talking about this. We had a team meeting uh, the other day. All of us were present. Blake, Dakota, Andy. And we decided we want to go about doing that differently. I, I, I think just the standard let's read out our Patreon list out loud is probably overplayed <laughs> amongst <laughs> most podcasts. Uh, so look for that kind of thing to change. If you guys have suggestions, I don't think we ever landed on anything in particular. Um, you know, if, if, there's, stuck. <laughs> if, if there's a way you guys want to hear that kind of thing, um, or maybe you don't want to hear it at all, then, you know, let us know. We like thanking people. We're, we're an ad free website outside of advertising for our own Patreon. Does that count? Can we still be ad free if we advertise for our own Patreon? Uh, is someone paying us to make that happen? What you just read no. off? No. All I right. mean, but technically that's an ad to, hey, go give a, go look at our Patreon. It's, it's more of a, it's a, it's a, just a thank you note. Is it, a plug an ad? I don't it is. think so. I, I don't it know. It depends. Some plugs are ads. Some Let us know, podcasts, chat. <laughs> some podcasts, people pay other people to mention their YouTube channel or their podcast. So, I mean, technically, yeah. So you'll have to let us know uh, if if you're a listener and you have strong feelings one way or the other. Let us listen. We're we're open to anything. Uh, thank you to those who do support us. That the appreciation for you guys will never end. Um, so thank you for help keeping the podcast afloat. And uh, and given we we all have microphones because of it. Dakota and Marcos. They we we upgraded our audio quality a little bit. So it's always fun to be able to point to distinct things that you guys helped us with. Okay. So let's break into our discussion this week. This was a heated debate in terms of whether or not we should even have this discussion. <laughs> so I'm interested to see how the discussion itself goes. We're going to talk about mobile games. Just generally speaking, mobile games, uh, what is their purpose in terms of the game industry as a whole? Um, where do, where do games, mobile games fit in? So Dakota kind of broached this topic a couple of weeks ago. I, I just wanted to open the floor for you to say if you feel like mobile games can provide a valuable service uh, to me, a gamer, or to our listeners as gamers, can mobile can mobile games be something that isn't sort of negatively looked at, but something that we can be excited about, Dakota? Or is it, are we stuck in, in sort of this perspective that mobile games can't provide anything valuable? Uh, I feel like mobile games, obviously, they can provide something valuable, and they have before in the past, um, like when it comes to the handful of games Nintendo made, um, Pocket Camp, and Pokemon Go. Like, you know how pumped people were for those games? You know how much Pokemon Go sucked when it came out? It, 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 was, it was riddled. I was part time. of that. I was part of that. Yeah, like it dropped and it, it had so many issues like the first week, like there was no point in playing the whole first week, but it was still and still is 
so 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 popular um and same thing with pocket camp that was insane you know that was like people were so excited because it's just like they're just good and they're cute and they're sweet and they're fun to play and but can't those things exist on a on a console i mean yeah they they're they're games that stemmed from console games Mm -hmm. andy uh why don't you weigh in here? What to you? What it, what sticks out about mobile games? Um, what's interesting about them, good or bad? Uh, to me, I think mostly it's the the limitations of the technology itself. Um, I, I understand that there's a lot that we can do with mobile games, um, but really, it's it's not. Um, I think they're just overshadowed dramatically by what we are offered with consoles. And um, it's sort of along the lines of uh, this idea that a uh, the technology requires most of the time that you have a device that's capable of playing these kinds of games in the first place. So whether that's a smartphone or what have you, um, and those those things cost money. And uh, what's the difference between buying a smartphone for five hundred dollars and uh, purchasing a console for four hundred? Sure. Uh, Blake, what do you think? It, it's a multifaceted question for me, and I'll try to keep this brief. But I, <laughs> it, it really, I, that's not a bad sign, I promise. Um, <laughs> I, it comes down to me like, like, yes, there are examples, there are clear examples to me of brilliant and well-executed mobile games that only could exist, properly speaking, as good games, great games, unforgettable games in the mobile format. Um the one that comes to mind, as I've said on the podcast before, is Florence, which I, there are moments in that game that if the gameplay were transferred to a mouse and keyboard or to a controller in your hands, it wouldn't feel the same. Using your finger to actually touch the, and move around the things in that game to make the decisions actually matters as to the reception of how the mechanics inform the story. There's something really Could I have perfect. played that on the Wii U? I, I didn't have a Wii U. Um, can you maybe explain why? Sure. That... So the Wii U had a touch screen. Um, it, it very, I don't know if you've ever seen a gamepad, but it's this like monstrosity of a controller. So it's kind of <laughs> important oh. to understand that. But it did have touch screen functionality and it was pretty good. Like in Imagine my experience. Imagine a god awful Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Although Switch, does Switch have, I think it does have it some does have touch, touch screen. screen. Yeah, yes. it does. I just don't think they've developed any games for the touchscreen, or maybe that is incorrect too. But <gasps> yeah, there's not a lot. Switch. So not what a you, lot. What you so, just pointed out as potentially a objection to this whole scenario of it could only exist on a mobile game is okay. that of the Wii U and the Switch, those are as far as I'm concerned. PS mobile. Vita, I think too. Those are mobile games, like by Ooh. the literal definition of the term. Mm. So I don't mean to get deep and philosophical that's with regards no, to what that that's means, good. Yeah. But, but what constitutes mobility as far as this discussion goes? I think sure. we're actually talking about a narrow like app store. We're not talking about phone games. Yeah, you're right. Our, I never said phone. Well, I never don't think used, yeah. said phone. So, so let's define our terms before I move any further. I, so uh, <laughs> some of you guys may remember about three months ago, we did something called the Goofy Rule when we were defining <laughs> NPCs. Uh, and and we used Goofy from uh, from Kingdom Hearts to to outline these types of things. So this is one of my favorite things to do. Is when we have a discussion like this, what exactly do me do we mean by mobile? Uh, because for the Wii U, mobile only meant about a dozen feet from the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, right. Would disconnect. And yeah, would freak out. Right. So uh, 
the PS Vita, you could play wherever. That had touchscreen functionality. Uh, my iPad, I can play pretty much wherever as long as I have a, a phone or a, a Wi-Fi connection. Some iPads can play wherever. Phones can play under both Wi-Fi and a, a phone connection. Uh, sometimes I think even if you don't have a phone connection, I don't know how iTunes or iOS works, um, but I'm pretty sure you can connect to games you purchased even if you don't have a connection. So yeah, I think mobily, I'm not going to consider Wii U as a mobile device um a touchscreen device but yes certainly not um certainly not exactly mobile except for that you could walk around with it are there any other rules that i'm missing does it have to be touchscreen i have one have to be part of it if we're if we're entertaining the parameters of what constitutes a mobile game i had another thought because there's a Mm -hmm. game series i've been wanting to pick up recently I've, i've purchased it on steam it was originally released for console uh it's called distraint it's um, generally speaking a horror game in like pixelated format, like like you know, kind of retro. And um, and one of the things is he's been uh, the developer's been porting the game over into mobile. Um, right. And so when it is released deliberately for mobile format, is it then a mobile game? Okay. Yeah. That make I think that makes sense. So what you're saying is like something that's released on Steam later on could still be considered a mobile game. Vice versa. It was released on Steam. It is upcoming to be released on mobile. Ah, okay. So like uh, one game that I played and we talked about earlier was Clash of Clans. And I figured out a way to get Clash of Clans on my PC. So I ended up playing a lot of Clash (laughs) of Clans on my PC. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it it was, does that, would you say that's still a mobile game? What do you have to do to get it on your PC? Uh, We're not going to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel confident in answering that question. That's actually like, I'm not familiar enough. I feel like a better um, example would maybe be, because there's been mobile games that have been, been, that that have been ported to PC and even Switch. Yeah, tons. Um, Clash of Clans, I feel like your Clash of Clans example is... uh, A bad one. A bad one at best. I won't ask how you got it on your What about something like Bloons? That's on mobile and then it went to Steam. Or there's a Harvest Moon game that did too. It went mobile, now it's on Steam and Switch, actually. Sure. There's a Pokemon Quest, right? Pokemon Quest did the same thing. It's on Switch and mobile, I think. Anyway, sorry, Blake. Go ahead. No, 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 my apologies. Uh, Final consideration, what about emulating games? So, like, a lot of, like, with, I have, like, ROM emulators on my cell phone that I actually regularly How'd you get those, Blake? (laughs) <laughs> very legal. um yeah sorry beep Delete that um nintendo's in- coming for us <laughs> i know no, just for me i'm the only one who committed such crime uh ben is not free of guilt supercell doesn't care the, they would just have to check how much money i poured into their stupid game they would they'd be just fine with me getting their game on pc anyway Blake. I, I i always justify i'm only uh downloading those games which i currently physically own so anyway not that that is still legal but i, I think went, it is as long as you well you'd have to do the porting yourself i don't know how that functions anyway we've talked about that in a former episode go listen to that <laughs> I can't remember. We had this whole discussion. We were all prepared. <laughs> that was for that a one. very long time ago. Yeah. That that's actually our top episode. rated podcast episode. That's the oh. one most people have listened to. Yeah. All I don't know. That, that feels that's uplifting, actually, to think about. 
Yeah, all of that was just to say. It's not uh, cool to steal kids. <laughs> Poor Blake just wants to get out his story. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. I, I, I'm done now. No. <laughs> so, so essentially, no. What's what's the boundary of a mobile game? That's all of right. everything that I've brought up so far. Like, I think what we're actually talking about when we use the term mobile games, like the same slippery conversation comes up with what is a JRPG? Like we talked about this a little bit today off off the podcast but um but like it comes when we're defining our terms i think we really are talking about games that are specifically developed for mobile app stores right i i would agree with that i like yeah. that yeah what happens when it goes to console fine it's, it's yeah, mobile, mobile game has been moved over to console and okay great. so let me hey, it's ask like an adaptation yeah well just what if what if this happens blake uh, Gris, what you just recently did a, a podcast episode on for Ludo Narrative. Another cool. plug, another advertisement. Plug! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that that game felt to me like something that could exist on my iPhone, probably. Yeah, right? certainly. So yeah. what if it was developed for the iPhone and then comes out on PC? What if even the, mo- the way most people are consuming that game is through Steam or something like that? If anything- Still a mobile game. If anything, that would lower the bar of expectation from the consumer base, and right. that would elevate the degree to which it's received as a as a like beautiful and potentially classic game. Sure. Um, as as far as art like art games go, um, I, I mean the fact that it was released PC and Switch, and not immediately PS4 and Xbox, I think I think speaks to almost you're like you're you're it could have been mobily released. Like, yeah. I don't think that it would struggle too hard as a game on mobile. So, per chance, Would we yeah. consider that a mobile game then? Had it released initially on the App Store? I think then, if, if I'm going to peg down a definition, it comes down to developer's intent. What did they I choose to release yes. it for? Um, yeah, what, what was did the they original intend? intent? Yep. So I think what we're we're kind of dancing around here is that we don't have a definitive answer as to what a mobile game is when we discuss one one game unless we went by on a game by game basis it's probably too hard to generalize and say this is a mobile game versus this isn't. Right. Yeah, I feel like that's what it is. Okay. All right, so then I kind of want to get into this just a little bit because this is I think going to become a really really uh popular topic of conversation in the video game industry. And that's video game streaming. So if if the way that we talk about phones and mobile gaming, uh, I, I think in probably about five years, what we'll be seeing is that we can play, and I can already do this with my iPad, but maybe I could play God of War off on my phone um, because all I need is the <laughs> capability to stream it there. Yeah. Right. Um, is, is there a future in which mobile games can, like Clash of Clans, can still be so overwhelmingly popular if we're able to stream things like God of War uh, straight onto our phone, Andy. Is that like if you're a video game developer for mobile exclusively, are you sweating about the idea of video game streaming to mobile platforms? No, uh, I think predominantly because um, whenever we talk, at least in uh, the current year of 2019, um, when we when I think about mobile games or whenever we say mobile games, I think of like a certain niche or or um, a style of gameplay or things that are feature inherent um, that are kind of locking you into um, this kind of handheld feeling. 
Um, I think similar comparisons can be made to um, the PlayStation Portable and uh, the Game Boy Advance or Game Boy uh, uh, SP. Um, so sure. like these handheld devices didn't really die per se. Um, they lived a very fruitful life uh, while they were mostly relevant. Um, and I and, and I'm also not saying that they kind of phased out because uh, because our consoles are are like that much better because they they brought over games that were previously good. So uh, I guess to kind of sum that all up, what I'm trying to get at is that. Um, I feel like there's a niche in a community for mobile gaming. And I think that those kinds of games, the way that they're being developed now um, is not reflective of the same kinds of games that would come over. And so there would still be that, uh, that balance of, do I want to play, you know, candy crush or whatever, uh, or do I want to play God of war? I think it's, I, I really think it comes down to the consumer. And I think we've kind of, this is another thing we haven't talked about, um, is that, Mobile games are specifically developed to be uh, engaged with in short spurts. And I think if, right. if, if there's a qualifying rule, uh, then that should be one of them. I think it's a, a game that can be picked up and played for five to ten minutes rather than sit down and, and play it for two hours. But I think I'm worried that excludes things like what Blake said with Florence, right? I don't know that Florence was made to be digested in like small spurts. I would um, I would almost interject too that that something like Pokemon Go isn't necessarily like five sure. minute burst, right? Because it's mm-hmm. it's kind of the idea of walking from place to place. You're actively engaging in um or like one of the reasons that you decide to go somewhere else is because uh there there may be a Pokestop or something like that. Um so I would say that that, that rule is a little bit loose in the sense of just like from thinking about Pokemon Go, I, th- right. I think also there's a there's a larger argument there that says that um, people are ready to be to 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 be focused on their mobile devices for longer than five to ten minutes. Right, I, I think that's probably true as well. Um, so really, I don't know. Interesting stuff, and I do want to mention that we've been talking about this, you know, in terms of an American centric uh, perspective. Dakota brought up. A couple of weeks ago that in, in a lot of places, mobile games are sort of the main attraction. Um, it's it's sort of the focus point of the video game industry. Uh, before this, we even started this episode, we mentioned places like Indonesia. That's mobile games are much more popular in Indonesia, um, you know, in terms of like general uh, video gamer base than they are here. Uh, Dakota, do you think that when we're talking about mobile games, um, that in terms of places outside of the United States, they're they're probably going to ha- continue to hold more relevance than they do here. Or do you think that's just sort of a thing that's existed in the last five to ten years? I think um, for now, that's a thing that's just kind of existed for the last handful of years. Because um, I I feel like at some point, mobile gaming will kind of I think what like one of the most major things that's been holding mobile gaming back. Um, is just phones, like people don't buy a phone thinking they're going to play games on it. And Mm. so phones aren't made with that intent. So phones just aren't made to handle a game like, like you mentioned, God of War on like mobile, you know? Right. And so phones just, just don't have the actual hardware to like keep up with it. And I think now that, you know, phones are actually pretty good and that it's like gaming is becoming so popular and especially with the Switch making like 
playing games on the go kind of more of a like a desire and a thing the switch is just a little big i feel like phone companies might kind of try to go in and like hey maybe you know start upgrading the hardware even some companies might come out with phones that are like this is a little bit of a long shot this is a hot take um <laughs> i i think at some point we might see like a gaming phone quote unquote. oh my gosh wait until you see the trivia question i have for you today <laughs> oh, wait God. until you see it oh, i think that no. actually is the perfect segue um because we're running out of time so Just cut off the discussion okay yeah I think well phone- if there's anything you guys would like to add, I'm more than happy to hear, um, you know, just in general. The uh, basis is of mine. Mm-hmm. I think phones just aren't capable of handing the games that people want to see and play mo- like right. on their phones. Like, that's the biggest thing. But I think, like, very soon that might become a reality. Like, with the Switch and the massive amount of popularity it's gained, I think it might be a bigger deal. Yeah, I, I entirely agree with that. If not only a phone that just wants to, like, imagine a phone gets put out in the next couple of months and says that we're able to play Fortnite better than all of the other phones. Mm. You you can play Fortnite better on this phone than every other phone. I like that. That would sell, right? To to maybe a small base, but it would sell to someone. Up, up I actually think that there. base would be huge. Hold up, yeah. go a step further and say it it plays better than any of the current uh, PCs. Let's just imagine. I know that's not possible. Oh, sure. Just for the sake of, <laughs> of discussion, though, like, does that fundamentally change the state of gaming forever? If if we can now, mm. with mobility, um, perform better than things on desktop? Because I personally, you asked me about Greece. Yeah. Like, could, could that be a mobile game on my phone? Sure. But I will tell you now. When I played that on my full screen, plugged up to my monitor, like blown up <laughs> yeah. way in front of me, as opposed to on the Switch itself, like just with Joy-Cons attached, it is a very, very different in terms of immersion experience. Yeah. And um, the large screen is much more emotionally provocative than the short little tiny screen. And I think that that actually is it that speaks to the emotional depth that images have in terms of our psychology, like. For example, if, if you're making a list of New Year's resolutions, it's way more important to actually print out pictures of the things you want to have done than to write a mere list because that hits our emotional resonance. In the same way, if I'm looking at a tiny little grease on my phone um, as opposed to on the big screen, I think that that's really, really like different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So- I would agree with that assessment. And I also think that um, it kind of ties into what I said earlier about the limitations of the technology. Um, and if that weren't the case, then I think that ultimately it becomes a, um, a, a lack of innovation, uh, that, that we just currently, there, there's no one seriously, or there's little, uh, serious innovation that's happening on the mobile platform or else I think that mobile gaming would already be a sensation. Uh, I think that it's just less so the limitations of the technology and more so the limitations of, um, of innovating, like, but let's uh, be honest, that's part of, those are hand in hand. If you're a developer, right. You have having to develop for limited technology is, is harder to achieve your, your dream, your dream game. Right. We talked about that last week. Sure. If you could create your dream game, like none of us could create our dream game on uh, a mobile platform right now. The technology is not there. Right. But if that was your initial, if that was your initial loadout and that's yeah, what you were yeah. trying to, to evolve, um, then I think that we, we currently in the current state in this, in this climate, I think that we lack innovation instead of technology. 
Okay. Um, so let's let's go ahead and move forward. Um, well, I'll, Blake, I'll ask one more thing from you just really okay. quickly. Sure. Um, because I, I think you and I had some back and forth as to the, the merits of, of mobile gaming. So would you and I, after having this, this big discussion, uh, now agree that it's not necessarily phone games but rather the mobile platform and this is this is more of a misinterpreting on my perspective from my perspective uh that it's mobile games that you think that you're insistent upon having a place in video games uh or is it touch screens that that you're insistent upon um you know having a place in in video game development just to rephrase that and make sure I'm understanding the point here, are you, sure. are you put, juxtaposing mobility and touchscreen yes. like interface? Yes. Okay. I think it's both and, essentially. I, I am always context-driven with how I interpret what a video game is. I don't have a hard and fast rule for mobile game, as you've heard me kind of express here and there. Uh, if I if I narrow it down again, I I brought it to developer intent, which is a capricious thing. You know, I that's not how I interpret stories. Why am I interpreting that as a medium? But um, in the same way that like an artist will credit the the actual materials that they use to create a piece, I, I think that you know the developer with the medium that they intended to create should credit that as well. Um, as far as mobile games fitting in the conversation of games as a whole. I am fundamentally narrowing my lens to games as storytelling mediums as a whole. And yes, I've experienced three games this year that have really poked out at me. I'm about to embark on what I think is going to be my fourth. But those three, as I've already mentioned Florence, but also I wrote an article for Father and Son. It's actually surprising. It's about it's sponsored by a museum, like a museum got developers to make a game about their museum. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm currently uh, playing around in my spare time with Catbird. Um Catbird is like Owlboy, like or like Hollow Knight, but like <laughs> yeah. like simple and on mobile, and it's awesome. Like it, it totally. It, if you plugged Catbird over to PC, it would it would rock. It applies the same way. So I believe in that. I just think, and I think Andy said this, and I think we all kind of, in some ways, dread the same conclusion. Most mobile games are trash. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the reality that we're sifting <laughs> through, looking for the diamonds in the dunghill. Yeah, I, I and I I think that's ultimately I'm I'm glad we had this conversation. I really am because I I will admit I was a little resistant to it. Um, I think the conclusion we all we all kind of conclude the same thing, but the way we get to that point is much different. Um, game games have specifically mobile games have have room to improve, and that can be seen in titles like the ones that Blake is talking about. But ultimately, we're still having to pick. There's it. You're it's a needle in the haystack, and um, when you know the PlayStation Four is releasing games where it seems like almost every other or every third thing they put on their platform uh, is is something worth trying, then it's much harder for me to defend mobile games as a platform. Could uh, I had uh, one? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, could I interject with a a comparison to what I? think mobile gaming is currently i think i believe it's in the, the same era um or the same state as when we were making the transition from um 
like the earlier Atari systems into um, like the PlayStation generation. I know there's like a lot in between that, but right. um, it's kind of that 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 PlayStation was almost like a generation defining change. And um, I think that we're only in the infancy of mobile gaming right now. Okay. That, that'll be interesting to, to look back and see in 10 years. I think if that's the case, then that means streaming has become popular. Uh, like streaming, sure. streaming games to your phone has become popular. So I also want to uh, just one final. Yeah, quick note. sure. Okay. I want to just say. If anyone remembers the TI-83 calculator <laughs> and, and then wow. going in and playing block dude on that. Wow. Calculator, I just want to say there will always be a place in our hearts for games when we're using devices. Yeah, that's it. That's a good point. I, I mostly remember my TI-83 spelling out boobs with 8008. <laughs> oh, I could. Yep, absolutely. Who, who so, forgot that? Flip that calculator upside down, <laughs> nine-year-olds. Okay. So, I'd like a, a fun fact. My yeah. password on my phone and on my computer is... Oh, don't... Beep! <laughs> is actually uh, boobs. Boobs literally written out in numbers. When right. I tell people, I'm like, it's not even just boobs; it's boobies. <laughs> All right. So when when she gives her Twitter handle at the end of this, be sure to try that. Uh, anyone who's uh, it's not listen. my Twitter password. It's literally my phone unlocked number. <laughs> Blake has been doing so much streaming that he has now twice referred to our listeners. I as almost. Chat. Oh, you caught that. <laughs> I caught that too. I, I didn't say anything. I went. I like got the. Ch- it's amazing. I've done it before too. I've done it before too. It's I okay. apologize, listeners. Okay, so we're we're all becoming a little delusional. Let's go ahead and jump into our last trivia segment of the night. Um, I I wish I could have segued because this is so perfect. So Dakota mentioned a possible fusion between video game consoles and phones. Well, somebody had this idea. It was called the N Gauge, and it came out in two thousand and two. Some of you might remember it. I. I only sort of remember the end gauge, but it was actually much more prolific than I had previously thought. So we have a couple of games here that came out for the end gauge with only one of them having actually not ever come out uh, on the console slash phone. So you guys should really take a look at this thing. If you haven't, it looks like a Game Boy Advance. How do you, uh, it's not obviously not spelled E-N-G-H-E-E. No, N as in the letter N. And then hyphen gauge, but don't look it up right now because it. Okay. Involves- okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> For the sake of okay. the trivia question, I will not look it up. Yes. Uh, so, which of the following games was not released on this device? Um, Andy, you are still in first with Marcos's points, so you're going to have to go first yeah, here. Easy, easy mode. Okay. <laughs> so, a reminder that if you're super confident in your answer, you probably don't want to seem that way, so that the the two can't trailblaze. Or you can't trailblaze for the other two. Well, wait, what if I'm confident in every answer? Uh, Well, you can't be because there's one missing one. Not even. Okay. So the first, uh, uh, again, which of the following games was not released on the end gauge? Was it A, Spider-Man 2? Was it B, Civilization 2? Was it C, Sonic N? Was it D, The Sims, Bustin' Out? Or was it E, Medal of Honor? Uh, you're gonna do this to me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we might need to go through those again. Yeah. Sure. Okay, okay. One more time. One, one more time one on more the time. list. The was in, it A? This is for the the engage console. Yes, the engage uh, okay. handheld 
phone console. All right. Was it A, Spider-Man 2? Was it B, Civilization 2? Was it C, Sonic N? Was it D, The Sims busting out? Or was it E, Medal of Honor? I love how you say The Sims busting out. <laughs> Bust no, out. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, um, man, there's something to me that, that that's pulling me to say Medal of Honor, but I feel like they were kind of... Uh, uh, they may have been getting a little desperate in their time, so I almost want to not <laughs> use that one because I think that maybe maybe that one's just uh, by virtue of the of the platform. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go with um, I'm gonna go with the Sims. Okay, Sims busting out, busting <laughs> out. Like, that does sound fake. Never busted into the engage. I'm Sims gonna... busting out is a real game. I played it on the GameCube. Dakota, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm saying it's a GameCube game. That's well, what I'm saying. I, now I know it might not be fake. Oh. Blake? I'm just saying, The Sims is a GameCube game. It was a good it. game too. It was a good Sims game. My, right. I played more of Sims. It was a Boston game. It was Boston. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, you're gonna shoot me down. I'm still gonna ask. That I can, I can repeat them if you need me. No, 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 no. Okay. Can you give me a general time frame of when this console? No, existed? I cannot. Damn. It. Oh, I, I, I actually okay. already did. It was part of the question. 2002. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't. Oh, okay. Question. Well then. All right, so we have, we have The Sims, we have Sonic, we have... Um, I will say that all of these games were out around Sonic. that time, so I don't know how much that's going to help you. I these are all like real games. I, I don't <laughs> know the history here, but I've, I've played some Medal of Honor stuff, and, I, and I, it feels like, you know, like it was always 3D, Call of Duty-ish kind of feel, yeah. mm-hmm. and I don't imagine that something in 2002 was able to handle that, so that's my guess. Okay, Dakota. I'm... The only game I haven't heard of on this list is Medal of Honor, so that just makes me want to say that's the game because I've heard of all the other that's ones. That's the one I've played the most. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to clarify, Dakota, My you ma- are picking Medal e of, or... Yeah, Medal of whatever. Medal of Honor. So Medal of Honor <laughs> is a real game. Medal uh, of Gear Solid, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm Medal- like, Metal Gear, huh? Medal of Honor, however, did not release on the N-Gage console, which means we now have a three-way tie between Marcos, Dakota, and Ben. Uh, what? I'm sorry. Can I'm we sorry. Just, can, we talk, can we talk about... No, I just want to talk for a second about how Spider-Man 2, a 3D game, a 3D game, Civilization 2, Sonic, and The Sims busting out were all Bustin on this platform. All but wait, of them. If I'm being honest, you could play Sims on I as, as a uh, you know twelve year old with a phone. I I had the Sims Neo on my pets. mobile phone, and it wasn't a freshman, this. A freshman? Were you a freshman? No, or I, a I was. I was twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I did have Sims as a mobile game on my like flip phone though. So is it the same Spider Man Two as the, like the classic? I PS2 believe one? so. I believe so. I didn't There's do no research way. as to whether or not it's the same. Uh, I, I imagine I there was Spider-Man too. Yeah. Oh, kind of impressive, right? Kind of impressive. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into this. Yeah, yeah, the Sims, so. The Sims isn't a massively complicated game, so that one doesn't surprise me, and neither does Sonic. I Wait, don't know. I'm still. I'm this still has little... to be no, no, no. Okay, so here we are. I'm looking at the 2004 release of Spider-Man Two, which came out on, amongst other things, Game Boy Advance. So it has to be a different <laughs> fundamental game. Like I know that back in the day when. So like, yeah, it's uh, I, I'm I'm looking at it now, and it would appear that I uh, let's see. I feel it, like the when some... I click Spider-Man Two, 
it links to the to the Spider-Man 2. And it was released on Game Boy Advance, GameCube, Microsoft Windows, PlayStation Engage. 2, Xbox, N-Gage, Mac OS X, <laughs> Nintendo DS, and PlayStation Portable. But isn't Spider-Man 2 guys, the most remote? Or sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think to some degree you guys are underestimating the power of a flip phone to play games. As <laughs> I guess so. I absolutely was. <laughs> 15 or 16, I played a lot of flip phone games that like mm-hmm. I we paid yeah you, you had to pay money for for a flip phone game. Yeah. Um and I I played a good handful and I mean they they were a, a lot of fun. To be fair, I did say Medal of Honor first, but uh I felt like they were getting desperate, you know? Yeah, I honestly Andy, I perfectly found followed your line of logic. <laughs> Medal of Honor did become increasingly desperate if you follow yeah. it through its uh, its tenure um, as as a video I thought that game, was a so. dead ringer. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, was, Maybe I should have taken the hint that uh, it, it was only really in their later days. Yeah. yeah. So this is just Dang. one of those weird flukish things that I came across. Uh, this wasn't submitted by anybody. I just wanted to do a little research as to whether or not there had ever been. Because I was wondering, just like Dakota. I was like, hey, somebody ha- must have tried this at some point, right? <laughs> it turns out. Yeah. If I'll it wasn't you know. me, it was someone before me. I was born in the wrong generation. Yeah. I'll have you know I'm fully disgusted at this, and it's a gross looking thing too. If you if uh if you haven't seen the Engage before, you should go take a look. It is disgusting. It is, <laughs> I, it yeah. is horrible looking. <laughs> like you remember when we described the game uh the gamepad earlier for the Wii U? This is like five times worse. So it's okay. like looking at a typewriter. Oh my that's god! Been I know what this is. Sun. It's yeah, bad. It's, it's terrible. It I has know a what weird this is. Too. Oh, I'm so stupid. I knew exactly. <laughs> and I think it has a music button. I can't see for oh. sure, but I think it has a music button. Does it play oh like the Titanic God. theme song or something? I don't know. I but failed. it also has it also has an accept call and decline call button, which is great. You can see it at the very top. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you see all these like gamepad type things, and then you see the, the accept call and decline. Does it calls. does it like auto pause your game? I don't know. Uh, well, probably right. We'll have to do some extended research into the end game. <laughs> That's the next episode topic. Uh, Is that thank, oh. thank you guys for for listening. Um, we will be back with our fortieth episode next week. Hopefully, Marcos can join us then. But thank you, Andy and Blake. Uh, for joining us this week. Andy, is there any place uh, that people can find you? Yeah, I know you're working on your musings podcast. If you want to take a second to shout that out or your Twitch channel. Uh, yeah, so the Musings podcast can be found uh, among other content on Epilogue, uh, the website. Uh, so mm-hmm. you can head there and check out the podcast Musings. Um, they're kind of short little snippets, super fun. And uh, they're just really like my thoughts on uh, basically the world around me, but all I do is play games. So there's okay. that. Uh, and yeah, people can find me on Twitter at Andy Plays uh, Live. Great. Thanks again, Andy. Blake, what about you? You can find me on twitch.tv slash ludofm and or epiloggaming.com slash ludofm. Those are the two best places to find me. And I am on Twitter every single day. If you want to get a peek at some stuff, um, twitter.com slash ludonarrativefm. Check me out there. Dakota? You can find me, as always, on uh, the Empress at... I almost said at twitter.com. At twitter.com. Yeah. <laughs> at twitter.com, the Empress. The Twitter is named there. after you, not the other way around. <laughs> There's a three in there somewhere, but you got to find it. And I have a new weekly gamer poll. We didn't All plug right. my gamer poll last week. 
So let's I'm plug it now. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a PJs gamer. A, P, a pajamas. Well, let's yeah, just stipulate what is your it. Gaming attire. I'm shirtless. Yeah. There's only three options. Currently, there shirtless. is a naked option. So there is. Uh, I can. Uh, yeah, I can do that. I had to vote naked because sometimes I wear a dress shirt with just boxers, and that feels like I'm I'm compromising. But you didn't give us the option, so you're ba- you're basically naked at that point. I know it really is. If you're just wearing your underwear, that's naked. Gosh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Benjamin Gaming. Uh, not Benjamin Gaming. No, ben- Benjamin Ten. <laughs> uh, or you can find me on Twitter at Benjamin Plays. Or just visit us at epilogaming.com. I'd appreciate that the most, I think. So uh, head over there. We've Twinkie's got some not stuff. not here. I get to say my Twitter's the cute one. Uh, you're not that. allowed to say that. I prevent that as the podcast host. <laughs> Nobody's Showed allowed to steal. Strikes down. I get to steal his tagline. <laughs> She's the cute pigeon. <laughs> the cute pigeon. Um, so we'll be back next week. I don't, I, again, I think we're going to play it by ear as to what our discussion topic will be, but, uh, maybe we'll start telling people on, on Twitter beforehand. That would be a nice little thing for us to do. Um, so keep an eye out there. Otherwise we'll see you guys next week for Andy Blake and Dakota. I'm Ben Vollmer. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>